Welcome to Heartland Christian Center Sermon of the Week. You will be able to find more Heartland sermons at hcc.ag or Heartland Christian Center YouTube channel. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with others. We hope you enjoy this week's message by our lead pastor, Dr. Phil Willingham. Hey, you know, our, our desire is always to make sure that you stay informed, you have knowledge. Today is National Bobblehead Day, just, just in case you don't know. Anybody remember Speedy the Alka-Seltzer bobblehead? I'm dating myself, aren't I? Tomorrow is National, uh, truth, somebody gave me a calendar this year that has all the national holidays. Tomorrow is National Bubble Bath Day, okay? So we're going to be filling up our water baptism tomorrow. You stop by, the staff is going to be giving bobble baths for you. And No, maybe we won't. Maybe we won't do that. <clears throat> Look at somebody and say, it's great to see you. First Sunday in, in 2024. Come on. First Sunday, 2024. We made it. We survived it. We are here. Our campuses are joining us. Wadita, Norchutz, and Hebron campus, Westfield campus, man, it is so excited. I want you to take your Bibles this morning and open to the book of Joshua. Pastor Matt made mention you can take and scan your QR code, and there's some notes there. If you have the U version on your iPhone, you can go to the Bible U version and just go to the events, and you'll pick out Heartland Christian Center. All of our notes will be there. And I just want to encourage you this year, maybe bring your Bibles and and, and just look at, you know, this year is leap year. We have 366 days in this year. Everybody know why we have a leap year? You know why we do? Every year actually is 365 and a quarter days. So every four years, they throw in an extra day to equalize it all out. So we have leap year. How many, how many would like to have a birthday on leap year? Your, your, your birthday is January, uh, February 29th. You only celebrate every four years. Would you like that? I mean, maybe if you're under 20, you wouldn't. But if you're over 60, hey, I wouldn't mind. I, I, don't, I only get old every four years. <laughs> I might be pretty good. But uh, this morning, I, I want us, and I want to challenge you. I know we look back over 2023, and many people in this room and people watching online, I know I had a funeral yesterday. We had one of our members uh, lose her husband this week. And, uh, and, and I know people's habit to navigate all kind of things in 2023. Uh, you know, in 2023 started ending, they talk about all the famous people that passed away. Ryan O'Neill, Sandra Day O'Connor, Henry Kissinger passed away last year, November 28. Rosalind Carter, Bobby Knight, man, he was a great basketball figure in Indiana. But, but 2023, I, I'm sure some of us said, man, I'm glad it is behind me. And, and I want to ask you this morning just to challenge you for a few minutes. 2024 is a leap year. Let me ask you, what, what, if, what if you could determine that 2024 is going to be a year that you have a leap in your spiritual faith with God? 2024, you're going to leap in your, in your spiritual growth. And the message I'm going to share with you this morning, some of this is going to be uh, prophetic in what I sense God is saying to this church 
and out of the Word of God, what He's saying to us individually. And I just want to challenge you as we talk about limitless living. How do we live our lives with just this limitless faith and trust in God? In Joshua chapter 3, there's just one verse I want to point out. Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, consecrate yourselves, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Say that with me. Tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I don't know about you, but 2024, I'm believing, it's going to be a year of wonders. It's going to be a year of miraculous things. When, when, I, when I think about people, when I think about believers in this world, there's actually three different types of believers. Most of us know people that are just what we would classify as unbelievers. They they, they, they don't know God, they don't believe in God, or they don't trust in God. They, they certainly don't believe in the power of God. And they, they live their lives as just unbelievers. And the challenge that you and I have as Christ followers is to live a life in, in front of them and to, and, and to model for them what it is to trust in a supernatural God that is able to do supernatural things. Because there's unbelievers around us everywhere. True? Come on. There's a constant flow of people in our culture today that are really looking looking for something to believe in. The second type of people, what I think of believers, are what I call limited believers. Limited believers are people that have expressed their faith, and their trust in Jesus. They say, yeah, you know, Pastor Phil, I I believe in Christ. I, I believe in the saving power of Christ. But here's the problem with a limited believer. Limited believers want to put God in a box. Limited believers have this concept, sometime how another, that, that God's power or his miracles are the wonders that God wants to perform in our lives, in this culture today. Well, that happened years ago, Pastor Phil. I mean, yeah, that was then. There, there's countless of churches that have people sitting in it. They're believers, but they're limited believers. They, they don't want to step out into the supernatural. They don't want to step over and to say, you know what? I know this problem is big. I, I know this is what it seems to be an impossibility, but I just want to trust and believe that God is able to do that. Limited believers never get out of that box. But then there's a third category. The third category is what I call Unlimited believers. Unlimited believers understand the fact that with God, there is no limits. That we serve a God that is able to do anything at any time, at any moment, when we put our trust and our faith in Him. Unlimited believers have this limitless faith that we express in this unlimited limited God. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this question right now. Just think about this. Just ponder on this. What do you think is holding you back from doing all that God wants you to do this year? What, what, what do you think is, is, is the thing that is, that is holding you back, keeping you from being 
what God wants you to be. Now let me, let me tell you what it's not. It, it's not the limit of your skills. Okay? When, when it comes to God doing miraculous things, it's not the limit of your knowledge that's holding you back. It's not even the limit of your physical capacity. Oftentimes when you read in the Bible of the men and women that God used, physically it looked like David against Goliath. He had no physical capacity to face such a giant. Am I preaching yet? He He had no physical capacity that as a young 15, 16 year old kid to go against this 10 foot giant. But he stepped out there, he trusted and he believed in God with this unlimited faith. Listen, on what limits us, what keeps us from being everything God wants us to do is almost always the limits that we put on God. Let me say that again. What keeps us from having a, living an unlimited life when it comes to our faith and trusting of God is almost always the limits that we put on God. The expectations of what God might could do through us if we totally surrendered, consecrated ourselves, sanctified ourselves, and say, okay, Lord, here I am. I'm ready for you to do miracles in my life. The expectations of what God can do in you and through you starts with your internal messages of what you're saying. What are you speaking? What are you believing? Joshua steps up in this story, and he said, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord's going to do wonders among you. So let let me just give you just a quick background on this story. Most of us know that that the people of of Israel, 400 years in bondage, they've now come out of uh, of Egypt. They've they've exited out of Egypt. They've been in the wilderness, and they've been wandering for 40 years. They're about ready to enter into the promised land, into the inheritance of the land of Canaan. But between the place that they've been and, and, and the place that they were going is, is what the Bible that they're facing at this moment, we're going to look at, is the Jordan River. And the Bible says, and historians say, at that moment, the Jordan River was flowing, it, it was flooding. I mean, it was literally frightening. To the natural mind, when Joshua and the children of Israel steps up to it, it seems impassable. And, and crossing through it seemed absolutely impossible. And what's this? For, for God's people and their destiny and their inheritance and, and the, the, full full, uh, the fulfillment of God's promise to them, listen, they, they seem so close to it and yet so far away. You ever been there? You ever, you ever been to those moments in your lives? Listen, let, let's be honest. Listen, some of us have what we seem like is impossible hindrances at times. Things that try to stop us from moving forward to what God wants us to do. We talked a little bit that last week about how that when we let worry and anxiety about our job, about our finances, about our relationship, about our health, when we let disappointment, when we, when, when we let all these things, discouragement, they, they flood out of their banks and they, they frighten us. 
and they rob us of our peace. And so many times, they keep us from stepping out into faith. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, it's time to have limitless faith. Tell them that. It's time to have limitless faith. What's this? In this story, the Bible says that when the feet of the priest who was carrying the ark of the covenant, when, when the feet of the priest, when it touched the surface of the river, God rolled back that, that flowing, that flooding, that frightening river so that the people of God could, could advance, come out of the wilderness and get into the promised land. Listen, in other words, God demonstrated his unlimited power of performing miracles among the people. The promise that God had made, the destiny that was in front of them, they had been faithful to. But listen, everything hinged upon the priest stepping out and the people following him. Everything hinged on the fact, will, will, will you participate? Will, will you consecrate yourself? Listen, God didn't roll back the River Jordan until the priest stepped into the water. When they stepped into the water, activating their faith, the Bible said when they obeyed the command, the water opened up. And the people, they were challenged. Joshua said, sanctify yourselves because, listen, today... The Lord's going to do one. Now, what's this? Here's a life formula that I want, I want you to get this year. Here, here is something that if we could put in our lives and say that this is where everything, starting 2024, this is where it's at. And here it is. Yielding, everybody say, yielding and committing to God plus active, obedient faith in God. It will equal a manifestation of, of God, of the power of God to make a way for our advancement. Now just think about that. It's, it's yielding and committing to God. And some of us, listen, I believe we have people in this church that, that we are beyond limited believers. I, I really believe we've got some unlimited faith in this house. I believe in our campuses, we've got some people who says, Pastor, I believe I serve a God that can do the impossible. So it's, it's when we yield and commit ourselves to God, plus the, the active obedience of our faith. And then when, it, when, when God's power gets manifested, he makes a way for our advancement. So what's this? Here's the prophetic side of what, what's happening in 2024. It's a unique year. We're only 77 years away from a brand new century. Things are happening in our world. We understand that. 2024 is the year that God says there's going to be a shift, and there's going to be change, and there's going to be transformation. So what you and I have to prepare ourselves, just like the Joshua is getting the, the nation of Israel, said, listen, this year has to be a year of divine alignment for us. We want to see supernatural. We want to see the impossible. We want to see God's power. We want to see his spirit. Listen, there has to be a divine alignment. And for that to happen, there has to be a shift. Some of you have got to shift your priorities. Some of you, the Holy Spirit has been, been working with you, letting you, you're putting things in front of God and the things of God more than you should. And God says, I want you to shift. I want you to change your mindset. I want you to change your perspective. I want you to change your focus. I want you to get ready 
for transformation in your life. Say that with me. Shift. Come on, say Shift, change, and transformation. God says, listen, I, I want you. Now, for some of us, 2023, it was a time that, that at, at times we felt like God was pressing us. God even was squeezing us and, and shaping us, almost like Jeremiah the prophet said, we're, 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 like the, we're on the potter's wheel. He's molding us. But listen, what we're going to discover in 2024, that there was purpose in pressure. There was a purpose, the reason why God has been pressing on you, squeezing on you, shaping on you. There was purpose in, in pressure. There is alignment that God is bringing together, even in our affliction. And the key, everybody say the key, the key to navigating this new season that we're in, this new year that we're in, is staying sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The key to navigating this is staying sensitive. Listen, the Spirit spoke to me and said, how we respond this year to the Holy Spirit in our lives, listen, is key to your advancement. How many of you understand that any relationship is built around response? You cannot be friends with somebody that won't reciprocate and respond with friendship. You understand that? Naturally, we understand that. You can't get close to somebody that won't respond with that. You can't love somebody that won't give love back to you where you can come together. But listen, this year, it's important that we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We, we draw near to God, and we allow the transformation, the shift and the change to happen, and we make a purpose in our life that we're going to respond. Jo Joshua said, sanctify, consecrate yourself. Tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. I believe this year, hindrances and, and blockages are going to be broken. Those things that have kept us from experiencing the fullness of God's Spirit. This year, God's calling us to live a life of, of without limits, to live a life of unlimited faith. Paul said it like this in Ephesians 3 and 20. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that we ask and we think according to the power that works within us. Listen, my part, your part, listen, is that I have to build time in my life. I have to be intentional about building time in my life to read the Word of God, but to listen to God. Some people read the Bible, but you don't listen. What is he saying to you? I have to build time in my life to read it, to listen to God's Word, and pray for understanding, and ultimately prepare my heart to obey. That makes sense? Come on. This is a year. This is the year that God said there's going to be divine alignment that's going to be happening. And God's part, Joshua said, is tomorrow the Lord's going to do amazing things. How many, how many would love to see some amazing things happen in 2024 in your life? Come on, would you do that? God says, I'm going to do it. What do you do? We align ourselves. We get ready to shift. We make some changes. And we look for transformation that's going to happen. So what's it? there's three things I want to walk you through real. There's three challenges, I think, in order to take our life and our situation in, into where God wants to take it. Number one, we have to be willing to turn the page. 
Listen, I've learned in my own life, you, listen, we, can, we will never accept change in our life if we don't let go of our past. We have to be willing to listen. Most of us know you don't drive down the road looking in the rearview mirror. Right? Come on. Why is the windshield bigger than the rearview mirror? Because we're supposed to be focused on what's ahead of us, not what you need it to look every now and then. But listen, you don't live your life by looking back. But am I preaching that? And listen, what, what we have to not listen, to take a, a, a fresh new step, listen, God said to Moses or, or to Joshua back in the very first chapter of Joshua 1 and 2, he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Moses was a great man. God used him miraculously. He anointed his life. He was, he was saved as a child from, from Pharaoh's sword. He, he grew up in royalty in, in Pharaoh's house. God had prepared him for years to do what he did. But they come to a point. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready. Everybody say, get ready. To cross the Jordan into the land I'm about to give you. What God is telling Joshua, like he's telling us, it's time to turn the page. It's time to let go of yesterday. It's time to, to stop reminiscing. Listen, I have a tendency sometimes to look back over my life. And listen, I have, a, I have a phrase, and you have to understand, history is in the mind of the teller. History is in the mind of the teller. I have a tendency sometimes when I'm talking to my grandsons about playing basketball, I have a tendency to make myself a lot greater and better now than I, what I really was. Come on. Now, you've probably never done that whatsoever. History is the mind of the teller. And I have a tendency sometimes to look back over our ministry, and I will tell Rhonda sometimes, you know what, I mean, I just tell you what, it, it's, I just wish it was like it was 25 years. I wish it was like it was 30 years ago. I mean, man, we, we just, and she would look at me, she said, what are you talking about? It was hard then. We had knuckleheads then. We had the devil then. Listen, what we have to understand, in order to move forward in the future, we got to turn the page. Some of you have got to make a point this year. Stop rehearsing your failures of yesterday. Stop letting that start your testimony of what happened to you five years ago or ten years ago. Some of you have got to make up your mind that you begin your testimony with, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. My future is bright. Yesterday is behind me. I'm moving forward. Come on. Somebody give him praise. Ed, Edmund Burke, I put this in, in your notes. Edmund Burke said, the past should be a springboard, not a hammock. Listen, we, we, we use the lessons we learned in our past to move forward. It, it helps us to turn the page. But we don't stay locked into that moment. We, Joshua, Moses is dead. It's time to move forward. So here's the question. Here, here, I want you to see like this. What page in your life needs to be turned? What part of your past are you hanging on to? That it's just simply time to do the thing that you know you need to do to move forward. I don't know where I found this. I don't know who said it. But it's just called do the thing. You know, have you ever had somebody say, well, I'm going to do. Now watch this. Doing the thing Preparing to do the thing isn't doing the thing. 
scheduling time to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Making a to-do list for the thing isn't doing the thing. Telling people you're going to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Messaging friends who may or may not be doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Writing a message on Facebook about how you're going to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Hating on yourself for not doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Hating on other people who have done the thing isn't doing the thing. Hating on the obstacles in your way of doing the thing isn't doing the thing. Am I preaching? Fantasizing about all the praise you'll receive once you do the thing isn't doing the thing. Reading about how to do the thing isn't doing the thing. Reading about how other people do the thing isn't doing the thing. The only thing that is doing the thing is to do the thing. You have to do the thing. This year, God is going to challenge some of us to do the thing. Oh, you've been praying about it. You've talked about it. You put it on other people's prayer lists. Stop it. Turn the page and do the thing. It may be different for everybody in this room. But you know there's something that keeps holding you back. That God says, I want you to see wonders that I'm going to do. So the first thing I do, I turn the page. Everybody say, I turn the page. Secondly, I stake, I stake my claim. In which says, God made this bold promise to the people of Israel in, in verse 3 of chapter 1. He said, I will give you every place where you set your foot. Now just, just think about this. Listen, God is making a promise. I will give you every place where you set your foot. He wants to give us every place where we set our foot. Well, what's he talking about? God says, I want to give you ownership. I want to give you authority. I want to give you power. I want to give you dominion over every place of your life. How different would your life be this year if you truly believed that? How different would you go forward in 2024 if you truly believe that God has given you authority, dominion, he's given you power over every place you put your foot? Listen, I know, I know some people think I'm not all there sometimes of the way I approach things. But do you know every campus that we have even this, this auditorium we're setting in today, it became a reality in my heart, in my mind, when I used to come out of the, of the back door of the, of the back of the building that was there, and I would walk across. We had tents out here. We had fellowships out here. And I would walk out here, and I would claim one day we would build a new worship center that would, that would fill more people than that, and we could change Northwest Indiana. When we got North Justin property, it came about by me walking and claiming. When we got one at all, I would go and I would sit on that property and I would pray. Hebron, do the same thing. 
I'm two weeks and we're going to be signing a contract and we're going to own the courts up on Highway 41 right across from the hospital. We're going to own that for the Sunshine Community Center project. We're going to build what we're going to build here at the Velbo, but we're going to own up there and we're going to build here and we're going to do it debt free and God's going to do it for us and with our help. I was in a meeting the other day. I said, listen, I'll be honest with you. I've come, there's times I'm parking on this, on this parking lot, and I'm just sitting, and I'm praying. They said, yeah, we see this truck that drives in, and sometimes it was earlier with the motorcycle, and I would just park, and I would get out, and I would walk, and I would say, Father, everywhere I put my foot, I'm going to claim it. This is going to be yours. It's going to be the kingdom's sake. Now, some of you say, oh, Pastor Phil, that's that's ridiculous. No, it's not. Not if you believe that God wants you to have dominion and power and authority over every area of your life. Listen, Paul said it, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You know what that means? Listen, God made us to win. Listen, God, God made us to succeed in life. He wants us to thrive in life. He wants us to walk in victory. We have, to, we have to be willing to move out of our comfort zone and expect great things. God says, I want you, listen, God doesn't want you to go in 2024 and be defeated, defeated in your jobs. Some of you, listen, some of you are still letting the enemy make you miserable and you're struggling in your work environment because you don't understand that God is using your hands and to, to be able to have an income to take care of your family, but also to advance the kingdom of God. And this year, God wants to give you dominion in your job, in your workplace. I love what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 3. He said, to find satisfaction in all his toil, this is a gift of God. I prayed that verse for years for ministry. I, I grew up in ministry, and I was blessed to have some models that, that was halfway decent. But I'm going to tell you, I had a lot of ministers that around me growing up, Dave, they griped about ministry. They complained about how hard, how difficult, how, how rough it was. And if they could do something else, they would do something else. And I'd always think to myself, you lazy bum, you could do something else. You should do something else. But I knew what God put on my heart. Listen, I'm so glad I am gifted and I talent. I could do more than what I do, but this is what God's called me to do. But what are the things I pray? I have prayed, God, let me find satisfaction in my call because I know my role as a pastor and a minister is a gift of God. Some of you this year need to grab a hold of that. Until God decides to move you to something different or, or give you a better opportunity, you need to descend. He wants you to have dominion, authority, and power even over your job, your home. Your family, your husbands and wives and children. God wants us to have ownership and dominion over our finances. Listen, not so that we can be rich or financially just wealthy, but so, listen, we understand that God gives us the ability to not only take care of ourselves, but to advance the kingdom of God. I'm still looking forward to the day. Listen, I used to write, Ron and I used to write $100 checks, and it was a challenge. I mean, we, we would give $100 to missions or, I mean, listen, we were giving when we absolutely did not know how we was going to make it through the week. 
But God blessed us, and then we were able to start writing $500 checks and a $1,000 check. And listen, I'm so, I can write a $10,000 check today. And listen, but I'm looking forward to the day when I can write a $100,000 check, when I can write a $500,000 check, just as easy as I write a $1,000 check, that it goes into the kingdom of God and we see his kingdom explode. I'm telling you, God wants us to have dominion and authority over everything. Well, good preaching, Pastor Phil. <laughs> he wants us to have dominion over our spiritual life. It's Listen, it's time to stake the claim. Let me ask you a question. Listen, look at your life. Look at every place where you set your foot right now, your home, your work, the church, the ministry, little league, golf course, neighborhood, social life, health, finances, extended family, on and on. Look at those areas and decide today, Lord, this 2024 is going to be a year of limitless faith that I step on every, pro, every one of those areas. And I have dominion and authority and power. So I operate, I lead, I lead with the faith and the trust in God so that my, my family will follow me. And the people around me will see my faith. Listen, God wants us. Listen, he promised Joshua. He said, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. Isn't that amazing? Nothing can try up against you. We've had families that had to go through sickness and, 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 and family issues in 2023, and you've navigated them. And some of you are still, you're in the survival mode, but God wants you in the thriving mode in 2024. He, he wants you to put, put you in the mindset that you understand that no weapon that is formed against you is going to stand this year. Whatever the enemy sends against you to attack you or your kids or your spouse, listen, God's going to use it and turn it around for your good, and you're going to get closer to each other rather than getting further apart. Thus saith the Lord. Believe that. Everywhere you put your foot, stake your claim. Let me give you one last one. It's time to claim our promise. Now listen, I've always, I've always read this and, and believed this. But it's never before in 2023, in 2022 even, has this promise become more real to me. He, he tells Joshua in verse 5, he said, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Those words are echoed throughout the word. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Some of the last words that Jesus spoke on planet earth, Matthew 28 and 20, surely I am with you always to the very end of age. The other day in prayer, God spoke to me. And listen, I don't hear God's voice audible. I'm not as nutty as some of you think I am. But I hear God's spirit. In my spirit, he says, he says, Phil, you're never out of my sight. You're never out of my sight. Now, he, he says that not to intimidate us, not to make us frightful or fearful. You're never out of my sight. I see you all the time. I watch you all the time. What 
What would change in your life if you truly believed that in 2024? How different would you live your life? Would, would, you, would you move away from being an unbeliever to a limited believer to a limitless believer and saying, God, I believe in your power. I believe in your wonders. I believe in your miracle. Listen, I want to accept that. I want to believe that. I want to claim that promise that God is always with me. Every step you take, every place you go, he says, I am with you. You know what that means? He means he's with me in my victories. He's with me in my defeats. He's with me in my good times. He's with me in my bad times. He's with me in my bright days. He's with me in my dark days. He is with me. He's with me when I feel his presence. He's with me when it seems like he's so far away. He is with me. He's with me when I think I deserve his presence. And he's with me when I feel like, God, I don't deserve you being close to me at this moment. He says, I will never leave you. I Listen, he said, I am with you always. Everybody say always. How, how different? Now listen, I, I got to get, come on, Pastor Lindsay, I got to. Listen, how different would our life be in 2024? As unlimited believers, if we got into the habit of living our lives in the presence of God. How different our struggles, our triumphs, our, our circumstances, how different might they be if we lived our life in light of his divine presence with us. And you, you listen, at, at this moment we know that. At this moment we know God is with us. You don't have to make a long journey to get to God. He's close enough that when you draw nigh to him, before you even get started, He's already coming towards you. James said, you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. You don't make, have to make a long journey. This year, I want us to claim the promises of God. I want us to claim, well, what, what would happen again? What would happen if you started claiming God's permanent, permanent residency in your life? His, his permanent residency in your life. How, how could God be in me permanently through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? The comforter that comes. He comes in our lives. He, he lives in us. It's the year of shift. I've got to shift. I've got to, I've got to change. I've got to transform. I, 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 wrote, I wrote these notes at the end of, this, of the second service or, or the first service. Let me, let me just grab these real quickly. As I went to my office and I was just saying, God, I, I, know, I know you're up to something. God said there's going to be a shifting in old mindsets. We're going to be transformed. Daily, daily patterns have got to be relined. Relationships are, are going to be renewed. Fresh inspiration in our ongoing responsibilities is going to be there. Fresh inspiration on the things that you're in charge of, things that you have to do, but rather than they be the mundane. 
there's going to be a tremendous desire that God raises up in people to surrender to God's will. God's will is no longer going to be something we fight against or we resist or we try to challenge or we try to make a deal. There's going to be a, a new surrender to God's will. There's going to be a wholeness and a care that we develop about the, about the temple of God that God has given us, a wholeness that, that we care for these temples, that we don't abuse them, we don't, we don't refuse them, we don't neglect them, we respect our bodies that God has given us. Listen, this is the year of change. It's the year of transformation. I want to challenge you this morning in this service. Do the thing that God's asking you to do this year. Do the thing. Turn the page. Do the thing that God is asking you to do. Don't write about it. Don't, don't put it in your journal. That's all good. Journal if you want to, write. But do the thing. Start staking your claim. Start looking at the territory. Look at your life, your family, your job, your relationships, your finances, and where there's been turmoil, where there's been disruption, where there's been lack of peace or joy. Walk into those situations and say, you know what, God? You've given me authority. You've given me power. You've given me dominion over this. And believe that. Believe that God is able. And ultimately hold on to the promise of His divine presence with us. He said, I'll never, ever leave you. I want you to stand, if you would. I've got two things I want us to do as we close today. I've got a blessing that I want to pronounce over you, over our church, our campuses. And then I've got one. I want you to read with me a profession, confession of our faith that we're going to confess in 2024. This is a year of limitless living. Limitless faith. All this month we're going to be talking about limitless. Taking the limits off of our lives and trusting God for miracles. Pastor James and Pastor Matthew and Pastor Levi at our campuses and they're at our Westville campus. Levi and and, and um, Paul, you, you guys are going to be there. I, I, want us to, I want us to pronounce this blessing. I want you to put your hand just like this. I want you to listen and receive this blessing this day. I bless you this day to walk in the revelation knowledge of our Lord's limitless power. I bless you to understand that all things are possible with God. And I bless you to transition through the hindrances and detours from your wilderness life into your inheritance as a child of God. I just want you right there with your hands lifted. I want you to say, Father, I receive this blessing in my life. God, I receive this in my life. God, I want to move into that. One of the things that was crucial for Joshua, the priest that carried the covenant, they had to walk into the water first. Somebody asked me the other day, said, Pastor Phil, said, does it upset you sometime when some of these people that don't believe in the Sunshine Center don't believe that God's going to give us $15 million and we're going to do all this debt-free? said, would it upset you when once it all happens and they show up and they want to rejoice? I said, not one bit. Listen, I'm willing to get wet first if I have to. Okay? I'm going to step out first. I'm going to, listen, I'm going to open my mouth wide and I'm going to proclaim it before some of you ever even think about it. 
And I'm okay. When God does the miracle, you walk right through. Say, look what the Lord has done. <laughs> yes, we do this. Come on. Now, here's the confession I want us to say together. It's going to be on, on the screen, on the side in the middle. I want you to say this with me. This is your declaration for today. Say this with me. I declare that in Christ Jesus, my future looks different than my past. Hindrances will not intimidate me, nor will they keep me from what's mine. Come on, say this. My personal Jordan River is dividing right now in Jesus' name. Come on. Wonders of God are being enacted right now on my behalf. I'm preparing. I'm participating and possessing. I am an unlimited believer. Amen. Come on. Come on. Declare that today. Declare that today. Come on. Declare that today in your life. Thank you for listening to Heartland Christian Center Sermon of the Week. If you would like to partner with us and give, please go to hcc.ag and click to give tab. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with others. Also, if you have a prayer request or want to contact Heartland, please email us at pastorphil at hcc3d.com. Have a blessed week.